Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Friday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Coming up, we'll check in with the Houston Rockets. The drama on the front burner with James Harden. He's got to pass six COVID tests to be able to report. What happens first? He takes all six COVID tests or he gets traded. Because right now, you got the uh, NBA season opening in 12 days. I'm going to say that James Harden is still a rocket by the time they have opening night in the NBA. Uh, Michael Buble, of course. You would expect Michael Buble on this show, and he'll join us coming up next hour. It's Christmas time, and that means it's time for Michael Buble, who will join us a little bit later on. Uh, the Rams roll the Patriots, and uh, Bill Belichick is still backing Cam Newton. The Clippers maxed out with Paul George uh, this weekend. Alabama, Arkansas, LSU, Florida, USC, UCLA, just to name a few. Poll question, McLevin. Okay, we started our one with, if you could start a team with any of these defensive linemen, pass rushers, who would it be? Choices being LT, J.J. Watt, Reggie White, or Aaron Donald. Recency bias, Aaron Donald running away with okay. it, LT second. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to guess that's a whole new generation never saw Lawrence Taylor. Maybe you saw some highlights. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in football. Um, and I would put him on the short list of best players in football. And you start to look at interior linemen. There have been really good Obviously, Hall of Fame interior lineman. Uh, Warren Sapp was wonderful. Uh, Howie Long was wonderful. They're great players. But this is every single play, he's double teamed. Two players are always accounting for Aaron Donald. And he might lead the league in sacks. Uh, T.J. Watt's been great with the Steelers. But it feels like you know there might be a little bit more one, one-on-one uh, matchups for him than Aaron Donald. But to have somebody, and this is the new wave here, to get somebody who disrupts from the middle, you know, because I can get to the quarterback quicker because these quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball in, you know, three seconds or less. To have somebody who disrupts up the middle like Aaron Donald does makes him more valuable than any other defensive player. Yeah, McClellan. Are we shortchanging our buddy uh, JJ here a little bit? Because he's one of the only three-time winners at Defensive Player of the Year. I just think that now that he's slowed down by injuries, we forget how dominant he was. Yep. He's uh, on the short list of, of great interior linemen. I mean, uh, or defensive linemen, I should say. Because he's not interior. But I'm talking about what Aaron Donald does. is different. Uh, JJ had an incredible run there. And you're right. He, you know, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame based off of what he did for five years. And, uh, and rightfully so. He was great and, and different than uh, we've seen in, in quite some time. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. I saw this story. It was a couple of weeks ago we had Johnny Bench on, the uh, best catcher in history, two-time World Series champ. And uh, Johnny was going to auction off a lot of his items. And I think what we think 
And when I was growing up, I thought Johnny Bench and Pete Rose and Joe Morgan and Tony Perez, they must be as rich as anybody in the country because they played for the Big Red Machine and they won World Series titles. And, and then you realize what they got paid when they were playing is a whole lot different than what these athletes are getting paid now. And, you know, I was a little bit sad that Johnny had to, you know, auction off his items. You're talking about MVP, won the MVP a couple of times. There are other things that gold gloves in there. And I saw the story. Todd goes, hey, Johnny's going to keep all of his memorabilia. And I go, wait, he's not going to auction it? And he goes, no, somebody bought all of it and gave it back to him. I said, well, we got to have Johnny on because talk about a financial angel there. And uh, Johnny Bench joining us on the program. Uh, when did you hear about it? What was your reaction when you got, you know, most of your memorabilia back? The auction was on Saturday. And then on Monday, David Hunt from Hunt Auctions uh, called me and said it was a great auction and everything else. He said, are you sitting down? And I said, yeah. He said, well, there's a there's a guy that does, wants to be re remain anonymous. And uh, he said, but uh, he bought 35 of your items and he wants to give them back to you. Well, I mean, I, I, I lost it. I, I absolutely lost it. I was, I was tears rolling down and, and, you know, I mean, it's breathtaking. And to think that, you know, somebody thought of you enough, I mean, you couldn't believe that that would happen. And he said, the only, only thing he told me to tell you was it was from a white haired old Jew. <laughs> so I only know one white-haired old Jew. All you have to do is Google 76ers sixth man. I met this guy when I was 19. He was 23. We were in Puerto Rico. We became friends. It was just, you know, and every time I went to Philadelphia, I, we, we went out. We had it. He, he never had kids. He had it with Rolls Royce. We drove, drove around. And uh, he would come to spring training every year. And we were just great friends. And he was in real estate business in, in Philadelphia. And so I text, I said, I'm looking for a white haired old Jew. And I said, you know, and after I've wiped all the tears away and I'm trying to compose myself to even think that this would even happen, I, I just can't think enough. And if I'm barking up the wrong Jew, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and he texts back and said, no, you got the right Jew. And, and he said, look, I can afford it. And he had texted me about five days before that. And it said, why are you doing it? And this is and Alan Horowitz. This is Alan Horowitz. This is Alan, Alan Horowitz, yes. Yeah. And I said, I'm doing it for the kids. I said, you know, I've seen too many families torn apart, whether it be with uh, memorabilia from a, a celebrity or an athlete to people who have picked paintings and antique furniture that do it. And I wanted to make sure that my kids were secure. And, you know, I just turned 73. So, you know, and, and all these things that are happening to our people around us, I, it was the right decision. And now... Um, it's pretty well, it's incredible, Dan. I mean, it's just unfathomable that this could happen. How much did he spend for those 35 items? Uh, over a million dollars. Oh, man. And so, with that, I started designating the Baseball Hall of Fame. I called Jane Clark, uh, the chairman. I said, This is what's happening, and uh, what items do you want? And then the Reds Hall of Fame, and then Oklahoma. Sports Hall of Fame. And it was like, I mean, these people were over the top. They're saying, you know, the guy, Mike James in Oklahoma, said, you know, it's the first thing they ask is where's Johnny's exhibit? And now we're able to put gold gloves and we're able to put items in there, MVP trophies or whatever that they wanted. And a couple and several will go to Binger. But, you know, and it was interesting. The kid said, Dad, now everybody will be able to see. Yeah, it's true. And he said, I don't, I didn't want these in the hands of collectors that would, people would never, your fans, your family would never be able to see them. And uh, I had, I would have sent one to you, but your desk is totally full. <laughs> I would have gotten rid of a Danette. I would have gotten rid of Todd and put maybe your gold glove over there in, instead of him. Absolutely. So when that would you, have made a great four shot. Yeah. Um, how do you explain to your kids what happened? Oh, I've tried. I've tried. And they say, really? I mean, they're, they can't really get their, their, their heads around it. I, I called my attorney first and I said, this is what happened. And he just sat there. He was stunned. And then he called me back 10 minutes later and said, are you, I still can't believe this. He said, and then he's called me back the next day. And, and the people that have, have you know, have heard about it. And now the response is just, 
you know, Alan Horowitz is the angel. You know, yeah. I believe there are angels among us. I mean, it's the Alabama song. And, and I don't know that, Dan, can you ever imagine someone actually, this actually happening? And it's still, you know, we talked yesterday, and uh, the only thing he wants is to meet the kids. And I'll, I'll take them to Philadelphia as soon as the, as soon as the COVID clears and, and we can get up there and meet this great man. Didn't you do enough damage to the Phillies where they shouldn't be helping you? Well, he was more of a 76ers fan. He, I made him a Reds fan, so it wasn't oh, okay. so much the damage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I did like Philadelphia, though. <laughs> very, very good to me, yes. I was bringing this up the other day that it seems like the life expectancy of a stadium is around 30 years. Like Riverfront, Three Rivers, the Vet. They all look like big ashtrays there. I'm wondering, Johnny, if, if Fenway was built 30 years ago or Wrigley built 30 years ago, would they still be standing? Because it feels like we we move on, like we have to have a new one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's any question that Wrigley and, and Fenway would be, uh, you know, totally redundant. If you put a modern, ball, modern ballpark out there, then they got to change dimensions and you know, it becomes just a cult thing for for these people. I mean, you can see the way they they sell out every year, every game in Boston. How, how Wrigley fans want to be out there, how they're building the, the scoreboards, and how how do you change something? And you you lose the aura of of what these really are. It's a mystique about them that makes everybody want, across the country. Where do you want to go? Well, I want to go to Wrigley Field. Yeah. You know. I think that's the one thing. And I think they, they feel like in Wrigley Field, you can get into a game. You can actually do that. And Boston, you know, it's pretty much uh, season tickets. and uh, But it's still a standard. It's Best ballpark, though, you ever played in? Oh, uh, wow. Um, I think the first time going into Dodgers stadium i never liked to play there because they always had great pitching but it was like a you know you could hit you know you couldn't stand at second base and had a fungo out of there so and and the first time i walked into the astrodome and our manager had a meeting before the game says all right get out there now look at all the stuff in the stadium get it over with so you can focus on the game and you know they had those cowboys riding across there and stars shooting and fireworks and and uh uh, you know, you went by the ballpark where you were most comfortable. You know, Shea Stadium had all the trash and all the airplanes flying over. <laughs> you got to San Francisco and, you know, and Stu Miller blew off the mound. And, you know, Candle I wore stick. pantyhose one night just to try to keep warm. And, you know, and the wind's blowing across in the fog. And wait, I would wait, wait. I would throw towards shortstop. I would throw it towards shortstop so it would blow <laughs> towards second base. Wait, wait, go back to the pantyhose here. Somebody and uh, we were trying to look for long johns and and you know they were so thick at the time, and either I don't think I don't I don't want to blame Namath or anything else for doing that, but somebody said that you could actually wear pantyhose and it would it would keep you warmer and it was cold out there, and uh, uh, no I couldn't buy any that didn't run and I you hate a run and a stocking. <laughs> You know, that's the worst thing. So I, I did away with those. They only made San Francisco. Could I, now if that's up for auction, I'll bid on your pantyhose. Uh, okay, I won't go there, Dan. Yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, that's a good <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm sure your wife would love you running around the rat. Yeah. These are Johnny's pantyhose. Yeah. Look at these, honey. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I paid good money for them. <laughs> were you, I, I'm going to guess you were there. Didn't Stargell hit one of the longest home runs ever at Riverfront that, was it upper deck where they way way upper deck? <laughs> what did they change the like one of the seats out to mark how far Stargell hit it in in uh, Riverfront? I believe it was, and I'll, they've done that. They've done that in a couple of states where Bernie Carbo hit one off of Nolan Ryan one night in the Astrodome that went up way up in the upper, you know, and they they put, started putting targets on it, and then the guys started the the pitchers would get upset that their, their name was on the, on the list of giving up the long one. But, but Stargell uh, hit one of the longest home runs. Well, you might he, have been there. I, I might have, but I just remember it kept going. And I yeah. lost track. Because normally you, you would look in, in the green seats at, at Riverfront, and it just kept going, and I'd lost track of it. I thought he hit it out of the stadium. I know, I know. I mean, that was that was the thing where the upper deck was a nowhere, no man's land. I mean, Dave Concepcion hit one in the upper deck in left field, and I, I hit one off the facing off of John Montefusco one time, and that was my my claim to fame. But I never got one in the upper deck. But Willie's must have gone fifteen or twenty rows up. I mean, it was just 
And and I can still he, – well, he crossed home plate and just looked at me and shrugged his shoulders. <laughs> he just shrugged his shoulders. He was such a great guy. And he'd whip that bat around and he'd roll that bat around. and then. But he was the nicest guy, but he just sort of shrugged his shoulders. I'd look at him when he came across home plate. Did I mean, you, I've been there for some good ones. Did you ever pull a Crash Davis and tell the batter what was coming? Nah, no. 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 I remember when Clay Dalrymple was the catcher for the Phillies, and uh, Gene Malk told told Clay to tell Pete what was coming because they couldn't get him out. And said Clay said <laughs> told Pete, said, look, Gene wants me to tell you what's coming. And so he said, okay, first pit, here's a fastball, right down the middle, strike one. All right, here comes a curveball, strike two. And Pete's just standing there looking at it and everything else, and he stepped out of the box and told the umpire, would you tell me you were talking to me? I don't want to know what's coming. <laughs> I, one, night, one night we were in Montreal, and uh, Gary Carter was the catcher, and Dan Schatzader was the pitcher. And, he, and it was the perfect count for a 2-1 slider on the outside. And I looked back at the kid, and I said, kid, watch this one. <laughs> he threw me the slider. About thirty rows. How do you do that when I cross home plate? Wait, you you knew what he was going to do. He was setting you up, and you you were. Yeah, it, it was just a situation where I oh, knew it, you know, that was his favorite pitch. He was going to try that slider on the outside <laughs> and break it over. And I said, "What's this one, kid?" <laughs> well. I'm happy for you. You got to uh, – everybody shares in this. Everybody benefits, and uh, they get to see that memorabilia. And uh, once again, great thumbs up. Thanks to uh, Alan Horowitz. It is Hanukkah, so, you know, he uh, he came to the rescue and gave you a, a wonderful gift there. And uh, 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 I, You know, I want to I want to cry now, but Merry Christmas to all of you and the Danettes, and, and I hope you're well. I hope your health is good. Thank you, buddy. That's uh, right. the great Johnny Bench. Baseball Hall of Famer, and uh, it was such a great story because I knew, you know, you don't think of your idols as, well, they're going to run out of money or they don't have money. Johnny, I don't know what the most Johnny ever made in a, in a, in a season, and he was, you know, an MVP a couple of times. But a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe. I don't know the most, but then when I saw that Johnny was going to auction off things, I was like, you know, and he, and he also was trying to be smart that you don't want your kids to fight over certain things. And I think that's what he was trying to prevent. But uh, that turned out great. Turned out great for, uh, for everyone there. You get to put this on. He talked about uh, uh, Banger, uh, Banger uh, Oklahoma, I think is what it is, where he's from. Um, and they would be able to put some items there, the Baseball Hall of Fame as well. So pretty cool stuff there. Blaze in Arizona. Hey, Blaze, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. First time, long time, 5'11", 195. Appreciate it. Just wanted to say what a national treasure Johnny Bench is. He's a, a great American. I could listen to him tell stories all day, and you should have him on more often. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate because that's that was my childhood team. And if you would have said... 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Hey, by the way, you'll become good friends with Johnny Bench. And I'd be like, mm, that ain't happening. And, uh, you know, he listens to the show, and, and I've, I've always, uh, always appreciated that. And uh, he tells great stories. That, that's what's great. Whenever you get older players on or managers or coaches, I just want them telling stories because they have so many stories. And just to be able to tell you what happened in a different era, it's just so much fun. The fact that he knows what's coming, he turns to the catcher and says, watch this kid, and then he homers. To be there at home plate when Willie Stargell, one of the more menacing hitters in baseball history, and he hit an upper deck shot that I thought went out of Riverfront Stadium, which I didn't think was possible. And then to cross home plate and just sort of shrug looking at Johnny like, I don't know. I don't know either. All right, give me a new ball. Play ball! You know, that's just... That's a lot of that's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, so Todd, uh, great job in uh, tracking down Johnny just to uh, share that with him. But I know he was pretty emotional when uh, kind of came to the rescue there. Yes, McLevin. Too bad your kids kind of ruined all your uh, valuable memorabilia, as I recall. No. If they had known that this could happen, they might not have been so careless. Just a couple of things. Just a couple of things. I have a um, an autographed Arnold Palmer putter. And 
one day I come home from work and I've my daughter's out there because now she wants to uh, learn how to uh, play golf. And I thought, well, that's great. And then my wife goes, yeah, um, she grabbed something out of your uh, office upstairs. I go, what did she grab? Um, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I said, is it, is it the Arnold Palmer putter? And I go outside and there she is with her, you know, grimy hands with the Arnold Palmer putter. And I go, no, 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 Grace, you got to give me that. You got to give me that. I, I got a better one for you. I got a better one for you. And uh, she goes, this one has a name on it. I go, yes, it does. Let me have that. So we salvaged that. I think when I had the autograph Wayne Gretzky skates and my wife was cutting carrots with it, you know, I thought that that was probably a little excessive. But, uh, you know, we sharpened the blades. We sharpened the skates. Yes, Pauline. It's too bad Gretzky didn't take advantage of that and make a whole like uh, series of those. Because think in Canada, who wouldn't want Wayne Gretzky cutlery? But you know the difference between you and and us in memorabilia. My daughters had the other day. They had some Vince Evans Chicago Blitz USFL autograph wristbands that I had. Yeah. That's probably my peak thing, and they were playing with those. We'll take a break. We'll check in with the Houston Rockets. What's the time frame here for liftoff for uh, James Harden in Houston? Is there a chance he just stays? Plays nice. Plays with John Wall. He's under contract for a couple more years, but it certainly feels like he's the one that's uh, leading the charge, dictating what's going to happen here. 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Last week in the books, and we've already dipped into Thursday. Now it's time to get ready for this week. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has a free shot. At millions of dollars in total prices up for grabs. And if you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss out on this. And if you haven't signed up yet, what are you waiting for? Get in the game right from your couch. First thing you have to do, download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Use the uh, code SQUAD. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on all the action either. You can enter code SQUAD. Get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. Once again, you got to use the code SQUAD only at DraftKings where you can make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and... Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, 
If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We'll check in with the Patriots coming up top of the hour. And... Mr. Christmas, Michael Buble, will join us in the final hour of the program. Sunday night, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers head to Buffalo, face a Bills team pushing for its first divisional title in 25 years. Sunday night, 7 Eastern only on NBC. Kind of quiet on the Houston Rockets front, but it's early right now. You know, it's only uh, 9.26 local time in Houston, so I don't know if there's any added drama here with uh, James Harden. Opening night uh, in the NBA is 12 days away. Uh, Jonathan Fagan, who uh, covers the Rockets, the beat writer for the Houston Chronicle, joining us. And uh, Jonathan, any drama, uh, any updates here? Well, I don't know if James Harden's been able to get his league pass working so he can watch the preseason game tonight. Uh, That might be drama. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, I think uh, today's been quiet so far. All right. Update us on where things stand. What What is fact and what is fiction? here with uh, the Rockets and Harden. Yeah, I mean, the overriding fact is he he wants to be to a team he can consider a contender, which he considered the Rockets to be in past years and apparently no longer feels that this team is a championship contender. That part hovers over everything. Uh, he, He showed up on Tuesday, began his COVID protocol testing, Uh, should be able to practice when the team gets back from Chicago on Monday, uh, assuming everything goes well with the testing. And the Rockets have to decide uh, what they want to do is slow play this as much as possible, take their time, get determined when, if they are to deal him, they can get the best deal. Now trade deadline or next summer, Factoring in that if you can determine, yeah, I get a better deal later, you also have a chance, however small or to whatever degree the chance is, that he'll decide, hey, this team's good. I want to be here. I I don't know how great a chance that is, but if you trade him, there is no chance of that. So there's advantages for them to wait. What do you make of the report yesterday that uh, you can add the Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks to that list with the Nets and the 76ers? Who, who's adding that? It, Harden is adding that? Yes. Uh, it, but, you know, he had previously told them contenders. So putting names by the word contenders doesn't really change much. We can all determine who the contenders are. And if we were we would probably start with the best record in the league last year and the team that went to the finals in the Eastern Conference last year. So that doesn't really move the ball when it comes to the decisions the Rockets have to make. The Rockets, if they are to trade him, they can trade him anywhere they want. And to me, if you're a bad team, if you're a team stuck in that never get in the playoffs or barely fight to be a first-round loser team, hey, load it all up. Go for him. Now, most of those teams don't have anything to load up or not enough, but the Rockets are not in any way compelled to move him to a contender. They just got to move to whatever team gets the most back, which is a future star. They want his successor. 
as the next star, and they want a haul of draft picks. I, why, are, why aren't the Knicks in on this, Jonathan? Like, the Knicks usually do something stupid, and why not have somebody that people show up to watch? Well, uh, there's a chance the Knicks are no longer the stupid Knicks. That They, they finally <laughs> have escaped that. And, uh, but do they have the guy who's going to be that next star? Yeah. Do any of their young up and comer RJ Barrett or something to the Rockets say, Oh boy, you know, we're going to rebuild around that guy. Uh, uh, that's where they fall short. Okay. And so it's, and that's where we can both go back and forth. Well, what about this? What about Cleveland? What about Minnesota? You start looking at teams and you can make the money work, but who's got a, a next best player. In other words, teams aren't trading their best player. Whose next best player fits the Rockets' criteria of a successor to James Harden? And I'm trying to understand this, though, Jonathan, and you're there on the front lines, but it feels like James Harden has been running this organization for a while, or at least deciding who's coming and who's going. Uh, If it's a a coach who's going to be going and another coach comes in, uh, I think he might have wanted Ty Lue instead of Silas, but James Harden was trying to build himself a championship team. It didn't work. And now he wants out and I got to blame him for some of the things that have happened here. Like he doesn't take ownership in this to say, you know what? It didn't work. Let's try another way. Uh, a new philosophy. Yeah. It's good to be the King. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely. I mean, the most obvious example is he really wanted to reunite with Russell Westbrook. Uh, they, they remained friends and they do still, by the way, uh, they are still friends and they never really had issues, but they weren't a good fit from the idea. And obviously to now he wanted that and the Rockets, to use their term, went all in for that. I mean, two lightly protected first round picks, Chris Paul and two potential pick swaps. They traded much of their future and now they thought it was good too. At the time, Chris Paul had an injury filled year. They thought there was a chance that would be the future for him. So it's not like he dragged them kicking and screaming and they didn't want it, but they did it to appease him. That's not it at all. But he wanted it, wanted it badly. And he made that very clear to Daryl Morey, who went all out to go all in. Uh, I mean, that's the most obvious example. But yeah, he's made a lot of decisions or had a lot of influence. And he's been kept in the loop on all kinds of things for years because they thought, Daryl especially believed, that creates a partnership. Well, (laughs) the partnership doesn't seem to be going very well right now because he he, it's sort of like, hey, we had a great year, eight years of marriage, but, you know, I found somebody better. You know, the one you want to leave isn't too thrilled with that. What happens next here? I think the most likely thing is he shows up and practices Monday and they carry this on into the season in the hopes that they'll be good enough. That he, And he is very prideful player. He's a very driven player. They're not concerned he's going to pout his way through the season or anything like that. The Rockets don't believe that'll be the case. It's a huge setback, though, with a new coach and a lot of new players. It's a huge setback losing a week of practices with him in this kind of season. But that's what is the most likely. If they're not a good team, if they're a fringe playoff team, do they have to make a move at the trade deadline or do they do it next summer? Uh, One thing to keep in mind, Rafael Stone, the new general manager, is very capable of saying no. James, I want to be traded. Do it now. No. Yeah, but I, I want to go to Brooklyn. No. Rafael can, is, he can do that, and he would do that. Uh, whatever decision they make is going to affect this franchise for five to seven years. So half a season when there's hardly any fans in the building anyway, they can put up with that and do whatever they think is best whenever that comes. Who's in better shape, the Rockets or the Texans? Well, you know, the Texans have the superstar, right? They have Deshaun Watson. So my my inclination is to say them. The Rockets have the asset 
And it is basketball uh, where, you know, one great asset brings one great player. You're suddenly a factor. You know, I'll say the Rockets. The Rockets have a general manager. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they, have, they have a coach. They have a general manager. Both teams have stars. Right now, although it's probably more unpleasant right now and difficult, they really like the coach they picked. They're very happy with that choice. The Rocket, the Texans don't know who their coach is going to be. So, Rockets. Jonathan, should be fun. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Have a good weekend. All right, thanks. You too. Happy holidays. That's uh, Jonathan Fagan. He uh, covers the Rockets for the Houston Chronicle. By the way, Paul George got his money. Man. He got maxed out. And I, like, I still don't know. Did was there any negotiating here where you go? You know, Paul, we're looking at the playoff numbers, and uh, we think you're uh, like a B, B plus, maybe. You're not an A player. I don't know if we can max out here. Here's Paul George on, um, well, trying to get back to the Clippers. I owe him a trophy. I owe him a trophy. That's what I owe this organization. This is uh, a, a window that we're trying to capture. And uh, my commitment and my job is to try to bring a title here. Well, for $190 million, he didn't say what trophy. It could be like uh, most improved. Uh, you know. Yes, Paulie. His stats at uh, two years ago in Oklahoma City were awesome. 28 points a game, eight rebounds, seven assists. He led the league in steals. Last year, he was only playing 29 minutes a game. He went down to 21 points. Five rebounds, five assists. I mean, they're still very good in numbers, but they're not even close to Oklahoma City. But also, you're playing meaningful minutes with the Clippers. Like, these are important minutes with the Clippers, not with Oklahoma City. Like, he's played in Indiana and Oklahoma City and then wanted to go to Los Angeles. You're there with the Clippers. I, I need great numbers out of you. I need clutch numbers out of you. And didn't see it. But, you know, if... Uh, Steve Ballmer and the Clippers, Ty Lue think that uh, you know Paul George is going to be the answer there as the running mate with Kawhi. You know, good luck with that. But I just does does somebody not get the max? Like, do they say to somebody, you know, four years one ninety? No, we're not going to give you that. We're going to give you one eighty two. Like, just out of curiosity here. But it feels like everybody gets the max. Every quarterback in the NFL gets. More money than the previous quarterback who just re-upped. Like I, I don't understand that. It never happened to me with the uh, at the mothership, by the way, where I'd go. Uh, <laughs> I want what Berman's getting. You're not getting what Berman's getting. Okay, and then that'd be the end of the negotiations. Yes, Paul. But but there is a handful of teams. Do you think any chance that Steve Ballmer, the owner, just doesn't even give a, a care about the total, like the difference between one ninety five and one seventy five? To him, it's, it's ring, not a ring. Title, not a title. And he doesn't care. Unless he just wants to keep him happy. Now, because it feels like those two, Kawhi and Paul George, were running the team. And uh, probably more so than star players should. And maybe Steve Ballmer just says, hey, give him $20 million more and let's just keep him happy and let's go into the season and, uh, you know, let, let's get a title. Let's bring a title to this side of uh, Staples. Yes, Seton. But it, it's like everybody's going to assume if you're a star player, you're running the team anyway. So you might as well, right? Like we're talking like James Harden, like he's the one that called all the shots. He's the one that moved everybody. He brought in this guy and got rid of that guy and did all that stuff. We really have no idea if he's the one who did that, but everyone assumes that he did. So why not if you're a A-list player like Kawhi Leonard, like, yeah, I'm going to run the team. Everybody assumes I am anyway. Yeah, but we know with James Harden, he didn't want Chris Paul. And he wanted Russell Westbrook. They got rid of Chris Paul. They brought in Russell Westbrook. We know that's fact. We also know that there have been stories written about Kawhi and Paul George were running practice when practice was, if they were practicing, when the plane took off. I mean, I, I understand star play. You know, LeBron did this in Cleveland. But I don't know if Steph Curry does this in Golden State. I don't know if Luka's doing this in Dallas. Trey Young's doing this in Atlanta. I don't think they are, but that James Harden wanted all of this. He created all of this. And and now he wants out. Which I that's where I go, James. 
if you can come up with a deal that benefits us, help us out here. Because the way we see it right now, we're giving you away. And we're not going to get your value. You want out that badly, then you help us get somebody in return. If, if we can't get Joel Embiid, then we'll take Ben Simmons. We don't want Tobias Harris. We'll put the onus on you and your agent. Go out there and seek a trade. But how about you help us out? Help us help you, James. That would be my approach. Take a break. Phone calls after this. Check in with the Patriots. Top of the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It is a Meet Friday. In case you live vicariously through us and you're curious what we're having today, well, that would be Todd and myself here in the Man Cave. Peruvian roasted chicken with green sauce and Chile lime rubbed chicken. Both will be getting the spatchcock treatment here. Meet Friday, Traeger Grills. Uh, I think we got three or four of them fired up today. We have a spatchcock on, uh, they have their own individual grill. You can learn more. Visit TraegerGrills.com slash DP show or head to your nearest dealer. Don't forget, enter code Dan at checkout. You get free shipping. Uh, we'll get to phone calls here coming up. And uh, this day in movie history, Paulie, what do you have for me? Dan, it's pretty good. In 1987, five, six weeks after the Wall, uh, Wall Street crash, the stock market crash, yeah. Wall Street came out with Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen. Mm. Mm. If you could have one role in one movie all time, would... Gordon Gecko, that's got to be in the the canon. Like your signature role. 
Oh, there have been so many signature roles down through history. Right. I'm just saying, but that's got to be in the conversation. Like you go like, Brando Godfather. Yeah. I mean, as far as like defining the generation with Wall Street, uh, Michael Douglas, he'll, he'll always have that one on his uh, docket. Well, what would you, okay, any movie role in the history of movies? You got one role. Yeah, McLevin. Is this something that's realistic or something that we would aspire to? Like, mm. because I'd like to be Paul Newman in The Hustler, but I'm never going to look like Paul Newman. Well, no, you can take the one role. If that's the one role you would take of any movie role, which one mm. would you take? Because Paul was talking about, you know, Michael Douglas with Gordon Gecko. It's a wonderful role. But you could pull off Gordon Gecko. I can't pull off Paul Newman. No, no, no. It's not that you could pull it off. You get to do it. I, I, of course you can't. I couldn't pull it off. Yes, Eden. You know what one would be awesome for Todd? I don't know. I'm listening. See if you can guess. I'll just tell you. Hannibal Lecter. Todd, I think you could be an awesome Hannibal Lecter. I would love that role. Not a compliment. <laughs> it's not well, you know it's weird though like so like they're thinking of like what movie character would you want to be and i'm like oh travis bickle would be awesome that's not really the best thing <laughs> to do taxi driver yeah taxi driver you spent four weeks with your uncle and aunt why such a short stay why so short <laughs> i had a man deliver once with a can of fava beans and a nice candy I can't talk long, Agent Starling. I'm having a friend for dinner. <laughs> See? He's already crushing it. I know. I know. Uh, let me get some phone calls in here. Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? What up, though? One time for chat row. Listen, I just wanted to share something with you guys. Yesterday you were talking about beer snobs, and I wanted to tell you the reason why I don't drink beer anymore. If you know anything about police officers, they can drink you under the table. We had a police officer that turned the $500 beater, lined the trunk with insulate, filled the trunk with ice, and made a car into a, a, a cooler. So after, uh, after the shift, everybody gets out there, we're drinking. And he's like, yeah, Jeff, beer is good for you, you know you. And I'm not a drinker, you know. Man, I got so inebriated, it's not even funny. So I had to get a ride home. The only way that we could get home is the prisoner transport van. So now I'm pulling up in front of my house in a prisoner transport van. I'm at the door with my keys in my hand. My partner comes over the loudspeaker, Officer Law, you forgot your anal ease ointment. Please return to the van and get your stuff. And as I'm turning around looking, my neighbor's looking out of the window, and I had a wise-cracking neighbor the next day that just never let me off the hook for it. Wow. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Jeff spent 10 years as a police officer in Detroit. Cop story. Yes. Uh, Jesse in L.A. Hey, Jess. Hey, good morning, DC. I'm calling from Sayulina, Mexico, on the beach. I'm large and stupid. I'm pounders already. And I'm calling to say happy Positivity Friday. And it certainly is hearing the news about Johnny Bench. That's just incredible. Um, but I also wanted to say thanks to the whole staff for another great week of shows and to especially thank you for the interview yesterday with Michaels because you know I always appreciate when you have the older turn on. All right. Thank you. Jess, uh, maybe we could get a better cell phone. We want to thank Marvin for taking that call and then not troubleshooting it. Thank you, Marvin. Uh, Steve in North Dakota. Hi, Steve. Hey, Dan, thanks for putting me on. Yep. Hey, a, a, a belated happy birthday to Johnny Bench. What a great uh, birthday present that uh, that he and his family received. Uh, I enjoy when you put uh, people like him on that are so honest. I recall uh, quickly a magazine article in Sports Illustrated uh, asking him about his career. And he said, you know, he said, at the end of my career, he said, how would you feel if every day you showed up for work you walked into the office, everybody booed you. And he said, that's kind of, that's kind of the, the feeling that I, he had. And uh, obviously, this would be something to show him that there's uh, many, many people that appreciated his talent. So that's my take. All right. Well, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, Johnny uh, turned 73 on uh, December 7th. Yeah, it was a nice story where he was auctioning off uh, most of his memorabilia. Darius Rucker sent me a text like five minutes ago. He goes, Wait, can I buy any of this Johnny Bench memorabilia? He's one of my favorite players. And I said, no, the auction's over. Somebody bought everything and then gave it back to Johnny Bench. But, uh, well, Binger 
High School Binger, Oklahoma is where he's from. I don't know why I said Banger, but uh, Banger, Maine, Binger, Oklahoma. And I should know that. I should know that. All right. uh, We'll check in with the Patriots coming up top of the hour. Joseph in Virginia joins us now. Hi, Joseph. What's on your mind? Hey, Joe. I I understand that Kawhi is great and his presence is felt on the court, but why is Jimmy Butler never in that top five conversation? I look at it as he was just a bounce away from the finals when he was with Philly. He left that organization and he got with an organization that has the same values and morals as him, I guess you could say. Why is it that he's not included in that top-tier talent? Thanks, guys. All right. Well, thank you, Joseph. I don't know how he's ranked. I think, uh, wait, didn't ESPN have their top 100 rankings? Uh, I'm sure yeah. Zion's probably in the top five, knowing uh, ESPN's rankings there. But where is uh, Jimmy Butler in the rankings? Is he top 15? Efforting. I would hope that he would be, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it feels like Jimmy Butler has these games, these moments where we go, oh, my God, he's so good. I don't know if he's had enough of those because what happened in Minnesota, you know, even in Philadelphia, that was sort of an odd mix there and uh, wasn't always the focal point. Had problems with the younger players. Yes, Todd. Butler came in at number 12. Okay. With Bam, 13, Bam Adebayo. Okay. I think he's one of those guys that you remember being good. You're like, uh, I'll run down the list. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Butler. I mean, he was great in the playoffs. He was great in the bubble. Final hour coming up. Check in with the Patriots. And uh, Michael Buble will join us coming up as well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.